Hello and welcome to Abnormal Mapping episode 104. I'm your host, Em, and with me is my regular co-host, Jackson. Hello, video games. You were stepping out on me. Was I? You played a video game and then you talked about it and I wasn't there at all. Oh yeah, that was this month. We've had two episodes this month for the first time since 2015 or 2016, I guess. We did all those Metal Gear episodes where I did this before and then never did that again. Took five years to recover. Um, And yeah, we put out the... uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake spoiler cast. Austin came on to talk to me about that. Um, and just simply listen to it because you didn't play Final Fantasy VII Remake. You're I'm not about life. to play Final Fantasy VII Remake. I don't have 40 hours in me for fucking anything but Animal Crossing. So I thought that the game had taken me a little less time than that because the hour count, like I'd left it on right while doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And the other day I learned that the game actually pauses the hour count after three minutes of inactivity on the pause menu. So no, the oh, game that's good. really... That's good, actually. Uh, the game really was <laughs> 43 hours long. Yeah, that makes sense. You beat it in like five days, four days, something like that. Oh, don't. I Do not do that. I don't. <laughs> not worried about it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's a good episode. I assume people have uh, listened to it if it's in the feed, but if you have just clicked on this because it says Halo on it, uh, and you also happen to be into JRPGs, uh, then you should go listen to me and Austin talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake. I was very happy with how that podcast came out. By the time this comes out, there will also be a letter from me about the remake up, a bit more formal writing. Now there's been a bit of time to settle about spoiler stuff. Because, um, I mean, I don't have anything else to write the letter on, and I'm due one, so it'll be on that. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. For for the five dollar Patreon tier, so that's my plug for that. But yeah, that's what's going on on the website without you, Jackson. I know. Have Hello. you played a video game? Um, I don't think I have. <laughs> uh, uh, when does Recoded get finished? Yes, my continue. So yes, so what actually happened was yesterday I sat down to finish Recoded uh, after it being on the the plate for months, and then. I was um my my save was like halfway through the final world, like into the second half of the final world. Not going to go into story specifics, but very clearly at the end game. And then through some shenanigans of like not a boss rush because it wasn't bosses, but a world rush, I had to redo like uh Traverse Town, Agrabah, and um Wonderland. And I couldn't. I just I put it down. I went to read my John Le Carre novel. I'd had a much better time. I can't redo uh, Agrabah right now. And then I loaded up the video, because uh, there, there's um, there's videos on YouTube of the nice, fully animated version or whatever. Just like, here's the, you know, you just watch this, you don't have to play Recoded. And the video is three hours long, and I'm at the, at the end of the game. I cannot stress enough, at the end of the game, skimmed through to the point of the game, like when I could see the cutscenes I was in, uh, in the video, less than halfway through. Just a little under halfway through in of the video runtime, so some wild shit is going to pop off around the next boss, I guess. What if you just watched it instead of played it? That's what I was going to do, but then it was 90 minutes! So? Well, I, I didn't. I didn't do that. Okay. I'll do it later. I got some other stuff done. I've had a fairly productive couple of days. I'm just saying, Kingdom Hearts has to get done this year, or you just need to stop. <laughs> I just I'm stop. firing you from this podcast. <laughs> no, no, this is correct. Because I keep getting, like, looking at other things, like, oh, I need to do that. But no, I can't. It's, it's hanging over my head. It has been for years. I literally have to get it done. Um, and that'll, it'll get done. I will probably just watch it, because I, I would rather do anything else than redo bits of, like, Agrabah and Wonderland for the fourth time. 
This might be the last time you ever have to do Agrabah. Um, it might be. Is it not in 3? I guess 3 is mostly it's new It's not worlds. in 3, and I don't know about th- Dream Drop Distance, but I assume it's not. But I guess I could be wrong. I know Traverse Town is back in Dream Drop Distance. That's yes. the only only returning world I know about because I've seen one of the funniest Kingdom Hearts screenshots is a screenshot of Dream Drop Distance, uh, and it was just a thumbnail for some Let's Play thing, and it is Sora walking in back of frame, uh, and in front of frame is Neku from uh, The World Ends With You, who is also a Sora. Um, uh, yeah, just, what if Sora was just the shittiest boy? <laughs> just the worst boy. But like design-wise, yeah. Nomura's done it again, and yeah. I, I, you can't. You can't put Neku in a game in which looking like Sora means something thematically. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that, Nomura. Because <laughs> I have to imagine he doesn't draw that line. Nomura's not about metatext in that way. But that one screenshot of putting Neku into Kingdom Hearts and the world, like me feeling like the world's collapsing, very funny. Um, yeah, I'll probably watch it because I know I'm going to like Dream Dog Distance. Uh, I'll probably play it for like 40 hours or something because, you know me, I love a fiddly creature system. Because that game's all about like a weird creature system of you have monsters you can collect and also a time system where you go back and forth between Sora and Riku. This is all annoying bullshit that I love. Yeah. Um, so I am ex- excited to play that one and expect to play that one a bit more like video gamey. Three, I'll probably just rush through and just main story it. I'm not going to be doing any gummy, gummy ship grinding. That's less interesting to me. And at that point, I'll be so close to the end. I just want to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. But that's that's yeah that's the update on that journey. I, if Rico is not finished by the next podcast, just shoot me in the head. Uh, I will. Okay, thank you. Yep, that's how you do it. Uh, so I have played mostly Animal Crossing, but I feel like my updates on that are mostly on VoIP Life. I think Animal Crossing is very good. I like that I was exactly correct about how they were going to roll out updates um, because I know how things work. Um, <laughs> But um, that that I don't have a lot to say other than, you know, I post a lot of Animal Crossing. Follow me on Twitter, EM underscore being. Um, I'll talk about Animal Crossing with anybody. We have an Animal Crossing channel on our Discord. If you just want to get some good turn up prices maybe every once in a while and mostly just talk about uh, collecting stuff and I need X or Y for my town, uh, we got a nice little community there. Uh, other than that, I have played uh, a good, uh, not a good chunk, but some of Treachery in Beatdown City. Yes. Uh, which is a, a brawler s- tactics something uh, by New Challenger. It came out on PC and Switch, and I assume something else, but I'm playing it on Switch. Um, and in the, it is like meant to be like a final fight uh, where the the president uh, uh, Blake Orama has been kidnapped, uh, and you are three bad enough dudes that the uh, police chief wants to use you to rescue the president. Uh, because uh, the mayor seems like he's pretty shady and might be in on it. And the police chief's like, I need to get these guys off the street. My friends I know to go beat up all these guys and f- save uh, fake Obama. Uh, and you do. And it's like kind of a like a jokey send up of the style of game um, that is, you know, like. And by and that instantly like makes you cringe a little if you're me, uh, because jokey games are typically bad. Um, this one is notable in that like it is all devs of color and it's about the way in which like, you know, black and brown folk are represented in this style of game very often. Um as you go through it, uh, which is uh, makes it more interesting uh generally in terms of plot. But also the game it like 
is like a single screen beat em up where you like you go on it's like a Mario 3 map where you move around and then you get into battles with guys on little spots and then it loads up an area where you fight the guy uh but it, and you can just like brawl a little but it's not about that it's about building up these two different meters one of which is like three action blocks and one is like your your points to spend and when that happens, you engage the enemy and you select moves to build combos and each move takes one action and how many points it costs. So you might have like a really good finisher that only has really low accuracy, but your, your accuracy goes up as you build a combo, uh, but it costs a lot of money. So you can't blow a ton of points or it costs a lot of points. You can't blow a lot of points building your combo to make it land. You can only blow like a little bit. So you might want to use your move that's like low cost, low attack, but does like three hits because then you're at four by the time you trigger your finisher. Um, sort of stuff like that. It reminds me a lot of Final Fantasy 13 in terms of meter management. It kind of looks like some of the stuff that I've seen out of 7 Remake. Uh, it's a little more like there's, you see numbers on the screen, but, uh, it is, it is really interesting in that way. Um, and turns, like brawler combat which is kind of a thing that you know is fun but like really light into something that is thoughtful and you're always like getting into the like nitty-gritty of yeah i haven't played it but your your pitching this to me really got me because like i think brawlers are often bad not necessarily like uh, flat across the board but i don't like them i'm not a big into brawler combat so i just had written this off as an interesting looking game in a genre i don't care for and you were like no they turn they turn brawlers into like the, all the stagger stuff you're you're talking about in the big game but more and i'm yeah. like oh shit there's some moves that like inflict like slow status so then you can get away from enemies to recharge your meters stuff like yes! that um if you do like a bleed then characters aren't able to actually like 100 percent block uh attacks because you can like if an enemy attacks you if you're facing the wrong way you can turn around as a free action uh or but if you're facing them you can like block or counter and like blocks cost points and counters cost like an action turn uh so you always have to manage whether you want to take the hit or spend a move to like do damage but then that's one less move you can do when you want to retaliate with a combo it's really thoughtful that's really good yeah that yeah. seems cool i would like to check that out as well eventually yeah yeah like different enemy types have different like you know there's ones that are like I, this character is just a grappler so you have to you have to avoid their grapples and uh engage kind of on that level and then there's some that are like you can't grapple because they will always like break out of your hold because they just have too much agility uh so you have to build combos because your accuracy takes a hit against them um it's it's really good yeah that seems really cool yeah um I, I would like to play a little more. Haven't gotten around to that. Animal Crossing took over a lot of time. Um, What's the owl count at? I, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, my, you know what? Uh, I'm going to mute this. You can talk for a second and I'll pull up my Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll vamp. Because um, 43 hours of 7 Remake in, in a week is something. It's like it's like normal video game poop sucking, I guess. Uh which you don't recommend, but over a slightly longer period of basically a full month now, you've been Animal Crossing every day. Um, first couple of weeks, you were really into it. And I mean, you're still just as into it, but now it's much more like the pace of the game is uh, supporting a small amount every day, which is, I know, uh, where it's, your like, it's, Animal Crossing Zen is. Yeah, my, my answer is less than I thought it would. What, was your, what would your guess have been? My guess would have been 65 hours. Oh, I was at 60 hours when I finished the first week, Jackson. Okay. Uh, I am at 115 hours or more, and that counts in fives, I think, so I'm not at 120 yet. Okay. Whew. 
It just operates that's, on a completely different pace. That's pretty good pace. for like a month and change. It operates on a right completely different pace than any other video games, except MMOs, I guess. Yeah. And I just can't get into MMOs. It's probably good, honestly, because I feel like I'd be the person who just destroyed our entire network if I actually got into an MMO, for real. Yes, that was... Yep, me too. Um, I just don't have... Something about, like, it's endless nature, but there's always, like, quests to do and story that will be unfolded to you, like, really drives me crazy. I want my games to end. Um, I mean, and... it, do- it does end. The the endless stuff is not. If if we're talking about games like WoW and but then but then six months later there's going to be more of it and then I'll have to come back to the video game. Yeah, but it's more like a new season of TV, is the way most people seem to play MMOs. Is you know you know what I don't do, Jackson, is watch currently airing television either. Because I have yeah. this exact same problem. Okay, in that case, yes, it's fine. But it doesn't like the content ends. You, you then you come back next patch. Like that's most people's relationship with MMOs. Also, the only one that people really want us to play is uh, 14, and I've seen Austin go down that road. It doesn't seem like it's worth it, honestly. Uh, no. <laughs> um, we're, t- we're just too too much Final Fantasy brain theme brain for 14. Yeah. I don't want to wait 70 hours for them to realize that, like, your character is the cops. <laughs> I knew before I clicked play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, MMO's not for us. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. All right, we should probably get to our game club, because we have plenty to talk about. You know what's not an MMO? This month, we are playing Halo Combat Evolved uh, through the Anniversary Edition on the Master Chief Collection on PC. I think those are all caveats that need to be put up front. Uh, But Halo 1 is a game that came out on the Xbox uh, November 15th, 2001, developed by Bungie, uh, directed by Jason Jones. Uh, music by Mario O'Donnell and Michael Salvatore. Uh, Halo is a game that has literally been on our list since we started Abnormal Mapping because Jackson really wanted to play it. Jackson's a big Halo fan. And thus, I will have Jackson tell you what the fuck Halo's about. Halo! <laughs> Halo is a game about walking through about 10 different corridors and fighting six different enemies with two guns. Halo is a game about uh, the Master Chief. The Master Chief is a super soldier in the future in the 25, uh, six uh, or something. It's around that. Uh, in the 26th century, uh, you play as Master Chief, who is a UNSC Spartan, um, and that is like a cool super soldier. Uh, he is the last Spartan on a ship called the Pillar of Autumn that blind space jumped away from a colony called reach they blind space jumped away from reach because the covenant attacked the covenant are uh, a strange mysterious religious group of uh, alien races who've been attacking the humans recently and this is a war that's going very badly and the only defense they have is that when they're attacked they have to make sure they don't leave them back to earth so they, they jump they jump randomly and they come across this ring in the middle of space uh this is halo and it has religious significance to the covenant um 
but the game is less about that and more about what the hell's going on you land on the ring uh you fight the covenant through some levels and you discover uh that the halo is like a strange weapon um and what what is the weapon here to do could it turn the war of the uh the turn the tide of the war with the covenant um while in the middle of this you uncover the flood who are a third race in this a big like swarming infectious race uh that just could eat everything like zombies basically they're like the borg if the borg were head crabs uh is basically what the flood look like and uh the halo installations were created by the forerunners you discover to not to like as a weapon to combat the flood but the way they combat the flood is not by destroying any flood because you can't do that they are unkillable and unstoppable but by destroying their food thus if halo was activated all sentient life would just be gone and you instead blow up the ship you came in escape from the ring uh leaving the flood infection behind and that's how the game is. It's a very story-like game, but that is ostensibly the plot of Halo. The game itself is a first-person shooter for the Xbox, like a the very first console shooter to catch on in this huge way. Um, it, there were obviously many console shooters before this, but it is thought of as that this like landmark. This is when we figured out how console shooters work. Uh, you will have arguments with people about that who played like you know. Goldfinger, Perfect Dark, Turok, and stuff on the N64. Um, who, but in terms of defining what console shooters would look like from this point on, Halo uh, really nailed a lot of that. For good or for ill, uh, it comes from Halo. That's yeah. kind of that's kind of the the deal with the plot and the game. So I obviously have never played Halo before. I, I played a little bit in college of multiplayer Halo 2, but I would not call it an appreciable amount. Yes. Um, I tried to play Halo maybe like anywhere between six to ten years ago on Xbox 360 and didn't make it through the level where you have to drive around the big space because I was like, this is confusing. No, thanks. Not worth it. Um <laughs> Uh, in that time, gotten more into shooters. Uh, I, I, in, in the day, I played a lot of Goldeneye. That was my console shooter of choice. Um, I know there's like a big revisionist argument that like Goldeneye is unapproachable in a modern context. I, I assume that's not true. I know the controls are weird, but it'd be fine. I play Doom with like a, without a mouse. I could probably play Goldeneye just fine. I've um, never touched Goldeneye, but I watched Dan Riker like remember it slowly on the hardest difficulty setting. It looked doable. Yeah. Yeah, the thing there is like, you know, all your strafe buttons are the C buttons on the GameCube or the 64 controller. So, yeah, um, it, it just is kind of weird that way. Uh, played Turok a couple years back. Uh, the PC port of the uh, N64 version, I think, is what that ultimately was. Yep. That's a pretty good game. Um, did a lot of first person platforming, which is a thing that Halo uh, sadly requires one or two times because it's really bad at it. <laughs> I forgot um, it was in there. Um because, uh, yeah, so Halo is just kind of a big blind spot. Big Metroid Prime fan. We'll talk about that in a little bit because uh, it's shocking. <laughs> um, uh, and so approaching Halo is really weird because it did the thing that, like, I've been trying to get Jackson to play Ocarina of Time for seven years now. Um, and uh, they keep, they got a little bit in and then they're like, I, it's just boring. And I'm like, it's Ocarina of Time. How could you, how could you see it's boring? And I kind of and had... By oh, a little oh, bit, ahead. I got to, like, the, the adult water dungeon... Yeah, in, inside the the whale, I think it was. You're, you're, but yeah, uh, inside the whales and the kid, water dungeon. No, okay, yes, no, I got, I did get a little higher. Um, it, did you turn to an adult? 
I turned into an adult. I I got stuck in like the graveyard trying to get into a grave and do some stuff oh, and find a okay. key. Yes. So you just started the adult stuff. <laughs> I just you started that. Good six Sorry. dungeons ahead of you still. Yeah, you know, I not like halfway through or anything, but I did yeah. get through the kids' stage that I meant. I forgot the yes. water dungeon was still as a kid. Yeah. There's another water the yes. water temple everyone remembers is yes, as an adult. Yes. Um, anyway, um, and going into Halo was weird because I had very similar experience where I'm playing Halo and one, uh, I've seen aliens, which makes a lot of Halo, uh, hilarious and kind of bad and hokey because they just do aliens worse than aliens, a movie I already don't like because I'd played too many video games before I saw aliens. Uh, so all I see is that people have been ripping off aliens wholesale for 30 years. Um, and also I just seen every game do the Halo stuff. Like, the way in which, like, reading up on the development of this game, like, the ways in which it seamlessly goes from interiors to exteriors, like, is not impressive anymore. <laughs> um, yes, it, the w- it barely registers. Yes, uh, like, you know, just segueing into vehicle sections and dropping out and flying around and going on the ground and stuff like that just doesn't, like, I, who cares? Uh, regenerating health, whatever, like, every game has that now. <laughs> um and so it's weird to play Halo in this way because so much of it is dead to culture because I've just seen it all before. It's hard to go back to. At the same time, me and Jackson loaded up, played through the, the campaign co-op and generally had a really good time despite all that because, uh, the experience of playing a, you know, a six hour shooter with your friend is always going to be enjoyable. I think as long as you like playing video games. Yeah. And Halo's like mostly good. And in in its moment to moment, right? The combat's very yeah. good. The um, level design gets a bit repetitive, especially in this first game, um, because they only made three or four levels. And yes. even you, we went and looked at the waypoint thing, and they cut even more. Like this, this game yeah, yeah. is the, the, barely a game; it's a shell. We'll we will link it in the description, but please read the oral history of Halo that uh, Waypoint put up back in the day. Uh, if you go there now, you have to scroll past a bunch of broken HTML because they <laughs> changed their entire <laughs> website since then. Oh, and you gotta love did, it. N- did not pay anyone to go back and fix it. Um, but the stories themselves are really good. And it seems amazing that Halo uh, came out at all. Um, if you don't know the context, Halo was originally, like a lot of Bungie games, like a, tac- like a third-person tactics game, right? Yes. Um, like strategy. like not, not like moving on a grid, but like an RTS kind of thing. And um, it was going to be a Mac game. And then they got acquired by Microsoft and decided the only way to make that work on a console, then this new direct Xbox, if you will, uh, was to make it first person because it would be easier to do that way. And that's more in line with what console players wanted and the capabilities of the system. And they put together the game in about nine months to get out. <laughs> Amazing. Like, yes. <laughs> No wonder it's what it is. Incredible yes. that it's as coherent as it as it feels. Yes. Uh, which means cutting a bunch of stuff, uh, and sometimes the story just doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> there isn't a story! Like, yeah. it's there, and there's some lore a little bit. Yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's a little bit where Guilty Spark goes, ah, this is just like before, and I was like, what before? There's no before. He's like, I asked you last time, I was like, you didn't talk to me about any of this. Uh, the accepting reading of that, and this is like confirmed in some future stuff through... Okay, so there's two readings of that. There's one based on future, uh, like, novelizations that tie it into stuff, but at the time, the best I could find from pre-343, like, Reddit posts or whatever, uh, is that it, that was just part of Guilty Spark not realizing that you were humans. Because he keeps saying about you, like, why did you only have a level 1 combat suit, not a level 36 one or whatever? I think because- it's just as likely that the answer is that stuff got cut. That's my actual answer. <laughs> yes. 
uh, because so much of this game, like the plot, you know, you, you we talked, you talked about most of it, but a big chunk of it is uh, Guilty Spark three four three running around like a Wheatley, uh, being just a fucking annoying bastard, uh, and then like the big reveal that he is evil. Like I didn't like clock that the second he showed up with his stupid British accent. Uh, <laughs> fucking uh, like very stuffily telling me that i should uh be careful of the flood as 700 of them round the corner at me protocol dictates we much we must activate the installation oh you you bad guy you bad guy you're telling me <laughs> yes <laughs> you're telling me you're a bad guy um which even in 2001 i think i would have rolled my eyes at i don't think that's like you know this is not one of the things that like time has made this very different some 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 story beats are just goofy and bad mm-hmm <laughs> Because you go in and Cortana's like, the minute, the minute you talk back to Cortana, because she's been stuck in the halo for a couple hours, she's like, why'd you bring this guy? He's clearly evil. And Master Chief's like, what? No, he's a buddy. <laughs> Which typically are the first lines that Master Chief has spoken since 343 has shown up because he didn't have any other lines in the cutscenes with him. Yes, yes. <laughs> because, yeah, so it's like a weird hack together mess of a game, uh, yeah. story, story-wise. And um, I think appropriately the story is very small. Uh, it it's strange because at the time Halo was like this is like a cinematic shooter uh it wasn't like half-life or anything um but it was definitely like consoles half-life right even though that i don't think that comparison works on any level uh other no. than the fact that it's a cool big uh sh- flagship shooter with a story um that was definitely like part of the angle at the time yeah and i see why like you know, the idea that shooters were, the shooters were a PC genre and the idea that someone could make a good console one was a thing that had a lot of skepticism around it. Uh, people who wanted to defend their console, this, you know, deep in the console wars era would always hold up, you know, the golden eyes of the world. I, siphon filter. I don't even know a PlayStation one shooter that people like. Um, uh, no, I know the answer, third person, but the answer is that all the PlayStation people were playing JRPGs at this point. They like, yes, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> This was not a battle they were interested in fighting because the yeah. so you look at like the two thousand and one two thousand and two like PS two lineup, <laughs> ridiculous. They were not in this world. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, uh, Halo definitely was the one that like you know argued you can do this, and I assume everyone who's playing like Half Life and Unreal looked at Halo and went, <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Because if you if you're playing like a real online game that you can just run around and like do team deathmatch or whatever, or playing the you know, I don't like Half Life very much. I've only played like half of it, but it has way more story than this game, which is like touted as the cinematic masterpiece at the time. And um, just no, absolutely not. <laughs> it's 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 weird, right? Because it has more story um, with all the Black Mesa stuff. But I do think that Master Chief has like slightly more of a personality than Gordon Freeman. Like that was the point of making yeah, him yeah, talk. For sure. And there's like, and it gets weird, right? In that he doesn't talk in the levels, which I think has aged a bit strangely. In that the story's going on, and he won't chime in until there's a video. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely um, really weird because, like. You think of the way that like Naughty Dog talks about how they make Uncharted as a good example, where they want they literally sat people down to play through the levels, and then the things people were saying as they were playing the level, they recorded lines where Nathan would say those things uh, to make it seem like you were simpatico with the character you're playing. Yes, and we had the experience where the guilty spark was leading us across a fucking labyrinth for an hour like half an hour and we were just yelling about how much he sucked, and then Master Chief, the cutscene actor, is like, "This is my buddy, Guilty Spark." <laughs> yep. 
because there'd never been any like signifier that Master Chief had any affection for this guy, and we had just clowned on him because I instantly was like, oh, this is the bad guy. <laughs> and I, I, w- I didn't say yes, by the way. I was like, oh, I have to technically play it close to my chest, even though we both know that this is yes. the most obvious bad guy that's ever walked on screen. I guess hovered on screen. Yeah. Uh, God, he sucks so much. He's yes. such a shitbag. The Sentinels are useless. Yes. Uh, but at the time, this stuff was like a like pre-Bioshock subversive player whatever situation going on here because it's all about like oh you're destined to go activate the ring and then actually that we made that up that's not a real thing and the person giving you orders was lying the whole time and it's only like two levels of nothing but it definitely yes. has a bit of that reputation around it of like the the thing you were meant to do was wrong and bad but i, I feel like most games d- in terms of big games right there's a lot of things that are called subversive in that way but i don't by playing the good ones i guess i feel like most of the games do that at some point (laughs) yes um to the point where if you're just going through like i have and playing like the good games from the olden times uh they'll do that everyone like "Eh," you know the pal card doesn't work properly uh all of all of the good games are doing interesting things with how they're designed and so it's very funny coming back and remembering the some of the discussion around how cool this twist was (laughs) yes I mean, it was very. I think it's very clear that people who really loved Halo probably not played Metal Gear Solid because if you had, uh, you would never claim the story of Halo was good at all ever. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Because um, there's there's just not a lot here. Um, like there's like the vague like gestures towards like starship trooper style hoorah marine stuff but it's hard to tell if that's just because i know all marines are bad because it does just genuinely do alien 2 when the floods show up and you look at that camera video and there's no subversiveness about any of that these people just suck and the game doesn't seem to know it yeah because it definitely thinks like sergeant johnson's super cool yeah Um, sergeant johnson fucking sucks uh it's two you know because it has two it has both of them it has both the uh male and female variants of the racist uh, here's your black soldier character um oh the what's the name of that ship that she's yeah the faux hammer pilot is illegal <laughs> echo 419 uh it's just embarrassing every time she shows up yes because uh she's literally the only character with like any sort of like accent or personality and it's that and it's weird are you forgetting all the australian marines i guess i am forgetting all the australian (laughs) marines that's right god what a weird what a weird set of voice casting in this like it turns out that like cortana was popular because she's the only person who could act in the entire fucking game (laughs) which makes it weird in that like so the game's presentation of the story is often just broad we ripped off aliens stuff or jokey uh but when it comes to like cortana and martha chief and the like tone of the main stuff it's pretty good i think like that first cutscene where they're like we got to get off the ship and everything that's i feel like that stuff's well done it gets expanded on in halo 2 a lot um yeah it's weird to me seeing this stuff because i know that cortana becomes the master chief's you know brainwashed evil wife at some point so that's in 343 <laughs> I know, but it, the specter looms over all of this when I'm like, this seems fine, but I know this is going to go so bad. Um, yeah, I'm very curious what you'll think of two and three. Uh, but it, it's weird because I I think that the writing in Halo is mostly um, pretty good in that 
it feels of um, an older era in that nobody is ever bantering. And when they are joking, it's in a much more overly written way. Like that bit where they crash the banshee into the ship. It's like, you did that on purpose. It's just not, it just feels very different from the way all of that would be written now. And I guess we'll yeah. be written in Halo when they just fucking hire the cast of Firefly at some yeah, point. Like, for sure. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm not saying I want that. I think the thing that surprises me is just how quiet Master Chief is. I was expecting him to react to stuff and talk a little more. And he just, for some, for a character that people seem to invest a lot in, he's a nothing. He, he, he has like six lines and they're kind of sardonic, but not in like an interesting way in a way that's like, we got our programmer to record these lines. I'm sure that's not true, but that's the vibe they give off. Yeah. And like, so I, I like Master Chief. I read the novel Halo Fall of Reach as a kid when I was into these games, which gives a very different impression of who the Master Chief is because the backstory of Halo is wild and also latches onto the, do they do they know does anyone know does anyone in this game know anything um so the doesn't ever never mention the game but the backstory of master chief is that uh he was the suit jacks him off is that the suit jacks him off because it is uh, more efficient for your soldiers no he was kidnapped as a child um and along with all the other spartans uh the spartan 2 project uh he was kidnapped because he was really good at King of the Hill, by the way. That's that's in the book. Okay. Um, and there's a really stupid bit about how, like, the reason they know he's going to be the one is because he wins this, like, weird coin toss game and he makes his own luck. It's stupid. The book's not very good, but I have affection for it. Anyway, the broad, the broad backstory is that he's kidnapped and put into the Spartan program, which exists as, like, a colony police force there's been re- rebellions in colonies because uh the plot of every space thing ever uh and the colonies want more independence uh and in order to combat that they have made terrifying super soldiers in massive robot suits from kidnapped children and the book is all about martha chief being kidnapped and scared for his entire childhood as eventually he grows up and becomes a cool super soldier for the people who've abducted him and need him to be a robocop uh and then, like, halfway through the book, the Covenant just show up out of nowhere and the, like, rebranding of the military as heroes protecting everyone happens. And now they're, like, Earth's uh, last stand. But because it's about all the other Spartans, everyone just dies horrifically. Like, all of the other Spartans die. Everyone is treated badly and dead and it's a bad time. And so Master Chief in the games is, like, the most tragic figure possible, but that's not... It doesn't come through. That's not his personality, right? He's not, like, an abused super soldier character in this anime version of Halo. Um, so it's a very... It's just very strange lore on top of lore, and what happens is sometimes he makes a little joke in a cutscene. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I have anything else to say about the story of Halo, because as far as I can tell, there is no other story in Halo. I know there's a bunch of lore. It's all later. We'll cover it when we get there, I guess. Um, I want to talk about playing Halo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Did you like playing Halo? You know what's good? Halo. I like like a, a good amount of playing Halo. Um, there are some things that I think are weird. The thing I want to actually segue into, like, as a part of going into mechanics is the grunts are great. They're just the best. Yeah. Just these little, little guys with these big jet pack, like big backpacks who like make little, like, uh, squealing noises and like wave their arms and run away from you. And Master Chief has no awareness that he is gunning down a bunch of like space children who talk like Jawas. Yep. <laughs> 
Um, and it's it's definitely like we're in like level four or five or whatever, and we're just like it was the one where we go across the bridge and they're they're all like all the grunts are just sitting there and you can just sneak up behind them and like melee them in the head. And I was like, I feel really bad about this. Like we're just killing all these these innocent aliens who just seem to kind of like hate humans for very normal hating human reasons because humans are a plague. Um the humans aren't asking to join the covenant. They're like, we're going to fight them. Uh, so I, so I can see why uh, the covenant might want them to get the hell out of space. Um, and they're just like little nice kids. Like everyone else is like, a, like a, a, an aggressive gruff alien. It makes sense that they're like, you know, the sci-fi villains, but the grunts are just little cool guys. <laughs> everyone loves the grunts. Everyone loves the grunts. They're so cute. Yeah. Um, so of course you kill like 800 of them. <laughs> Yep. And they always and like, the game make doesn't a... seem to know. I feel like that's on purpose. The game is definitely it? yes. Like you can argue that it's bad, I guess, but it definitely thinks it is either like funny or edgelordy cool that you're killing all these obvious children. Okay. The, both those are bad. I I mean that it's supposed to reveal that the humans are clearly the bad guys and I don't think the game knows that. Well, like, because I, I've, I've read, I read the oral history. They don't think that the humans are bad. The people who make Halo. Absolutely not. Well, I, I feel like the humans are ba- very bad in Halo. Yes. Um, but I don't think anyone making that game d- thinks anything other than Master Chief's a badass. Uh, d- yes, I think Master Chief's a badass, but I do think that some people work on those games, uh, specifically Halo 2, are recognized that the, the humans are very bad. Okay. Um, but that, we'll see that how that doesn't lands exist next time. in Halo 1. No, it doesn't exist in Halo 1. Uh, but once they like expand and define the covenant more, I think it comes across. Because uh, eventually, these are games about like the UNSC and the covenant are maybe both bad structures. Um, mm-hmm. But in this game, it's just here's these cute kids that you smack in the head, which is very game made in the late nineties, two thousand and one. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Um, and it's just weird. It's just, it was very, uh, incongruous in a way that I wasn't expecting because the game clearly isn't about that and never comments on it in any way and seems to just think Master Chief is the fucking coolest guy in space. And, uh, it's really weird because that is on top of him not actually having much of a personality. So the whole thing just feels like you are like, it, it basically is just like the Doom guy from Doom 4. Like he comes out of this coffin and he's the mythic figure and everyone relies on him and then he just murders 800 children and goes back and <laughs> <laughs> yes um it is strange the position of master chief as like a super cool guy right because he is cool because he is you and you are playing the video game where the game is cool uh but he doesn't have like you know you mentioned that if anyone who owned the next world had played metal gear solid the world would have turned out very differently <laughs> yes. the, like the in- the investing in the solid snake of like he is cool for like reasons because we wrote a character it's just a very different way of how you create like a character but this is yeah, a you world think, you in- think of how, you think of how much snake pontificates on like i didn't i don't want to do this anymore it sucks to be a soldier like and it gets his ass beat for being a soldier like throughout that game mm-hmm. and master chief has none of that he's just he just goes in and kicks the shit out of everyone uh rip and tear and then blows up the halo and flies away <laughs> It's definitely in the line of, like, Doom Guy to Gordon Freeman to this, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, for sure. Of Here is a character that is designed first, like an empty design to invest in, because he's got a cool suit of armor, and the armor is cool. The Molyneux armor is super cool. Um, and, like, it's a good, it's a good design. Uh, 
And I think that like Cortana works really well in this game. Without Cortana, this game doesn't work. Without someone there in your ear the whole time, the game is bad. Uh, yeah, she's just the normal person, like <laughs> rolling her eyes at the Master Chief for being a dumbass video game player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is strange that the lack of personality and then later games don't really like Bungie always holds true in all of their games too that your character never talks during the first person combat sections. I think that like I philosophically disagree with this. I'm f- I don't understand their commitment to this, but whatever. That's that's their that's their decision. Uh, but then eventually, um, three four three do make Martha Chief talk more, and it's not like that's any better. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, we'll get there, I guess, someday. Um, and so yeah, that that was like my main like friction with halo as a game you play the other thing master chief jumps like shit no it's like no it's good it's terrible the floaty jumps are good um i think the game mostly plays all right um obviously like you know every console game every console shooter plays like halo so there's a reason why it works um but the jump is fucking terrible it's it's too floaty there's not enough air control the way it like registers ledges is weird um the game the like the sensitivity on looking around because it's been meant to be everyone's first shooter is not tuned enough that you can like easily look down and then look back up uh to like gauge your jumps thankfully it doesn't it only asks you to jump like three or four times um and this is where i want to talk a bit about metroid prime which i won't talk too explicitly about because this is a game jackson's not played uh but um, at the time metroid prime came out i remember people who were like critical of it or xbox fans who really hated on the gamecube or whatever were like ah they're just ripping off halo and gamecube fans being like that's absolutely not true this is very different i'm here to tell you a metroid prime fan they fucking ripped off halo (laughs) um and they didn't like the most nintendo way where they they took the ideas of halo and then spent money making sure every room was a unique room and like there's like instead of six enemies there's like 35 enemies and uh you get a bunch of upgrades that radically change the way you move through spaces and tackle enemies and stuff like that like they put the metroid in it yeah, there's bosses. And because, you know, it, it's Nintendo, most of the combat is not a shooter combat. It's lock onto an enemy and then circle strafe around them as you shoot at them, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, it plays, like, combat engagements are more like Ocarina of Time. But it, it's in the framework of a first-person shooter that's about the stuff that Halo's about, which is going through cramped corridors and big spaces and feeling the claustrophobia as strange aliens leap out at you and then you jump around. And the way in which Samus has weight and the platforming is good versus halo is just unparalleled the like advance that they made in that thing in like two years two or three years i don't remember how long the gap is but relatively close on the heels of um just feels so different um yeah and I- uh and it just makes master chief feel like a like a character that controls in a way that like you you didn't ever intend for there to be jumping it's like when you it's like when you don't turn off jumping in like the source port of doom and you're like what the fuck is this i'm here to make a defense of the jumping <laughs> I think it's bad. I think it's genuinely terrible. So the jump isn't meant to be like a platforming thing. You do a couple bits of platforming in the game, but its main purpose is a like combat option specifically in multiplayer design. And the reason the jump is the way it is is because a jump gives you like a better aim. You can use it to get out of cover, but it has to be slow enough that anyone on a console can still like get to your head and headshot you if you've got a sniper rifle. Uh and like if you just like jumped out really quickly and could just like jump up and shoot someone that would like completely break the balance of multiplayer the like slow jump in halo makes the thing, sense the thing about this oh go ahead it makes sense because both the time to kill is really low or really high uh, and you've got high shields and like you need to aim at someone's head with a stick so 
if the jump was too fast and the movement was too fast, the aiming wouldn't like work as much. I love that that Halo is not a Twitch game, and the jump is in this philosophy. And like console shooters have are not like fully Twitch, but you get the Call of Duty and the like the assists are in place, and now we can make fast shooters again, and everyone can get headshots and die in three hits. And Halo is just not about that. You almost always have time to react, and almost always have time to like re- your actions will have time to register on everyone else's screen, and you know the balance of that is good, and that's why the jump is the way it is. It like feeds into that system. My my complaint is not that the jump is too slow. It's that it feels entirely weightless. There's no like heft to Master Chief landing or getting up in the air. Like when Samus jumps, there's like this sense that like she is like bent down, jumped, has maybe like rocket ha- assistance, and then when she lands, it's like 400 pounds of metal hit the ground. Master oh, Chief has none of that. The jump is like you hit the button, he goes up in the air, he lands. There's no like, there's none of the like diegetic movement of a camera inside the helmet. Like he is like bouncing or being jostled. Like none of that exists yet. No, the I feel like Halo goes the other way, and the the way that Master Chief controls, like you feel the opposite of embodied. You are a weird like machine because you press buttons and things happen but there's no weight like you know you move at a speed that is dictated by the game and you jump in a weird way it doesn't feel like a human's jump uh, i feel like that's i don't think that way. i don't think that's meant to make be like a machine i think that's because if if it was meant to be like a machine there would be more stuff around his mechanicalness i think it's just a matter of they put a jump in and didn't think about it because it was 2001 and nobody cared right well well sure but i mean i the i think the the, the way that they cared about the jump was in balancing the multiplayer uh but um like i don't think necessarily this was people sitting around a table and saying this but i do think it like gives the effect of controlling master chief a different feel from uh other first person shooter protagonists of the time yeah i just i you need to play metroid prime i feel like (laughs) and the other thing uh my favorite bits of halo despite the fact that it's a like an area where you're going through literally the same four rooms that are stamped six times in a row over and over again is the lead up to the reveal of the flood and then the first flood bit where you get this very slow build up if you're you're fighting through all these corridors and then like you see the cutscene the cutscene's bad but the like build up where you're starting to see like firefights that have been like finished and just dead bodies and blood everywhere um and then the floods show up and it's just radically different um reminds me so much of a lot of uh metroid prime which is going into like straight like the strange planet that has is very naturalistic but has been infested by the space pirates and the space pirates are dangerous and weird and then you get deeper in and you realize that the space pirates also have encountered something that is infecting them and the space pirates start to get weirder and weirder as like this the 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 plot device of metroid prime games slowly infects them um and the way in which that works is just one for one. They just ripped it off wholesale. And it works in Metroid Prime a lot. And it works pretty well in Halo, even with like less tools. Uh, because Metroid Prime definitely give like wraps more narrative around it. Um, and it's not just we now have new enemies to fight. Uh, there is much more mechanical weight given to you go in deep into this facility and then the lights cut out and you, then you need to find the x-ray visor so you can see in the dark and stuff like that. Um, I do need to play Metroid Prime. <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh, um, it, that part's really good. I think the bits of Halo I like the most is the middle bit, like right around the reveal of the flood and the first flood level, where it just feels like this, like slow burn, not like super scary, but like horror movie tone infecting the cool action game. Mm-hmm. And I think the turn is still really effective. That makes sense. Then you have to fight the flood too much. And, uh, you know, the last, I think the last third is really bad, but you know, whatever. I think, I 
think it's fine. I think that the last two missions are, f- are fine. Um, I always remember the Keys mission as being longer than it is when you go back to the Truth and Reconciliation ship. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's technically a different ship, but yeah, I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah. I, specifically, I think the Flood are like a cool twist, but aren't interesting enough long term. And their solution is to just give the Flood rocket launchers, which just unbalances playing the video game. <laughs> yes, the Flood having rocket launchers is really annoying. Um, but they're, they're like, you know, they put the Covenant and the Flood into arenas together and they will fight each other and then you will pick yeah. them off. Uh, there's that one checkpoint in like what like ch- chapter seven eight yeah, or whatever in, it, it's the checkpoint right before the final room in uh in two betrayals the, the yes. big chap- checkpoint in the snow everyone knows it okay uh where we died like 10 times just get white because we would we would like you know we'd try to approach it and you, you there's the wave of flood that come in as you're approaching the battlefield and then behind that is a bunch of tanks and turrets that the covenant have and if you engage, you'll pull off the Flood who have rocket launchers. And the thing with the Flood, unlike the Covenant, is they'll just rush at you and fire point blank. They do not care about their own survival. And so you engaging the rocket launcher guys is terrible because they'll just kill themselves killing you. They don't care. They don't care. And it, it's not like the game is not good about signposting that or like giving you ways to deal with that. Other than you have to know those guys are there because you died to them multiple times and take them out first. Yeah. And I mean, like, so... Halo is usually a combat puzzle based game. It will like put in these encounters, you figure out how to deal with them, and then you change your approach as you die. Um, the co op changes that because when one person dies, usually you can back away and respawn, uh, mm-hmm. unless it's a particularly hectic checkpoint. Uh, so, apart from that one time where we died, we didn't really have to like reassess and reapproach the situation. Yeah, uh, and I was explaining to you like, oh, we've died like six times here. This is intolerable. I'm like, no, this kind of is. This is Halo. This is what it's about. Is you you get to the combat encounter, you figure out what works, what doesn't, and through trial and error, uh, can progress. Like you, I remember dying more in Halo than we did. We did it very good for the run we did. We like died a few times here, then there was like a couple deaths on the one big checkpoint at the end of the game where with the rocket launch events. Uh, but even that yes. went pretty smoothly, all things considered. Like, I've, I've died there way more times than that. Um, you had a p- really smooth sailing through Halo, and uh, I understand being frustrated, but also, like, these combat puzzles are what the game is about, and I think the game doesn't necessarily do a great job of communicating that until you die. Like, until it becomes a process of trial and error, you're just kind of enjoying the feel of the combat and moving through the game. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, because early on, we were just clearing rooms and like, you know, I'll take point on this, then you take point and just wiping the floor with everything. I don't necessarily think that like solving the combat puzzle is like inherently interesting. I mean, this is like ultimately like I don't like shooters on for this reason. Like I'm not there for the tactical gameplay of making sure I flank the enemy correctly and get rid of the most dangerous guys and then whittle them down and clear the area. Um I, that isn't like that satisfying to me on the face of it. So the fact that like this is the core of Halo to people is it makes me a little concerned about the future. But also, I know the games will probably be better. So, I mean, if you play them on normal co-op, we'll get through just fine. Like, yeah, that's yeah. not going to be a problem. Um, yeah, 
We never ran into a wall other than that one checkpoint in uh, Two Betrayals, which was uh, frustrating only because we had the tactic down. It was just like the random odd thing would keep happening and wipe us out. And it was like, because I knew the plan, like the plan that we succeeded on was not any different than the plan that we didn't like seven times in a row. No, I just had to like stop rushing forward a bit. I, it was definitely a case of like, if you got too far out of cover, then you just lose your shield and you can't go back. Yeah. Um, I need to pick up guys one by one, uh, which is always the mode where shooters are the least interesting when they're mm -hmm. like, when the way to progress is just to slow your momentum. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't like the best checkpoint in the game, but I do think going forward will be okay. Like, uh, like this, the the parts I did like, like there's the bit where you come out of that big pyramid that you climbed up like earlier in the game, mm -hmm. and you were like walking down the road of the pyramid just clearing guys out, and then I just jumped down two levels and was working my way up, and then we hit this point where like we just meet in terms of the yes. like enemies we cleared out. That part's awesome. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Yeah, the the co-op balancing gets better. This game was not balanced for co-op. They just put co-op in because they could, mm -hmm. but um, yeah. it was not designed for that. When I think if going forward, the games are designed a bit more for co-op. Uh, the next game is still just there are two master chiefs, uh, but after 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 two, uh, they they have like. Oh, does one of us not play as the arbiter in two? I assume that was the way that went. Uh no no i mean oh the, the player one plays as the arbiter in two. Oh, okay i didn't know that uh it's not like it's one it's not like it's two co-op characters yeah in two it's like you all just play as the arbiter at some point and that's just the mission ah uh, um, for some reason i thought that game was about master chief and the arbiter as like the two player if you play co-op those are the two characters no that's halo three okay huh um and i so we're not going to talk too much about the sequels, but it, I do think it's very funny that I remember Halo 2 coming out. I remember the reviews. Everyone was under a Metal Gear Solid 2 gag order about the Arbiter. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there because I'm, I'm very curious about it because I think it sounds awesome. Everything I know about 2, like culturally, sounds really interesting to me. So I don't think it's a masterpiece. I think do think it's the best Halo. Okay. Um <laughs> So I guess like impress are, are we wrapping up Halo? Is there more to the we I mean, talk we've about? Got, we've got a bunch of emails. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying like I don't know if I have a whole lot more to say, and I want to talk about like future Halo stuff on my front. Um, um, yeah, I don't think I have. We're already 50 minutes into this episode. I, I like Halo. Yeah. I'm glad we replayed it. Uh, oh, just just so that everyone knows, I did all the driving. <laughs> yes, yes, I was in a warthog like for like 10 seconds and was like, no, Jackson, you do this. I don't want to do this. Um, I. I liked piloting like the uh, the ghosts and, and the ghosts. yeah the banshees like that stuff was cool. Did not like the warthog at all. Yeah, the banshees get better in that they give them a boost. Yeah, cool. Uh, the part where Halo doesn't have a sprint button very weird. Now it feels weird to not have a sprint. There's controversy when like Halo Five introduced a sprint permanently into multiplayer. Yeah, and I, I get that. Um, like I don't think it doesn't work, but I was constantly looking for a way to move faster. <laughs> Yeah, you just move very slow in Halo. Yeah. Um, which is fine when it's like a lot of Halo is like a big corridor crawl and that, that part really works. When you're like climbing up these massive superstructures, it's <laughs> yes. way more annoying. <laughs> yes. Because uh, you just don't have mobility at all. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, okay, so future Halo. We intend to play through all the Halos in the order they came out, like Abnormal Mapping does. Uh, as the Master Chief Collection gets updated, um, we will not do full episodes, though I kind of suspect that we will end up accidentally doing mostly full episodes. <laughs> uh, but they won't be on a regular schedule. We'll just be like, hey, we play, we're playing Halo 2 this week. Please send us emails and we'll cover them, right? Like, they'll probably be smaller episodes. Um, and I'm excited for that because I, I'm, I, look forward to halo two and three um i'm really looking forward to odst i know you don't like odst as much that's not um, necessarily true i have not played odst since 2009 okay. so i don't know something so, like i the way it's pitched is like like the one with the noir is cool uh hearing like i was reading that oral history and they're like we put silence pistols and i'm like fuck yes that's the one i want to play the halo with silencers um yep. because my favorite thing in a shooter is the bit where you sneak up on guys and go we're gonna shoot them in three two one and then you shoot them especially if that's another person and not the call of duty guy telling you that every single call of duty game. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good in that one call of duty games so they had to do it every time for the next decade yeah no i get it it's sick as hell but what if you could just do that with another person um, pop 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 yeah, so I'm really excited for ODST. I think that's the one that I'm like most interested in. Um, I know that like two ends on the big cliffhanger with the grave mind. That's its name, right? The big plant. Is that's it a plant? Me. I guess it's a plant. I I have answers to all of this. Yeah, yeah, I know you do. I'm just telling people what I know. Um, I'm interested for the covenant to have a personality and like a purpose because none of that exists in Halo. Um, I'd like to know more about the U UNSC because they seem fucking evil. I want the games to know that. I don't think they do yet. Um, and we'll see. I, I kind of suspect I'm not going to like Reach just because a prequel doesn't sound interesting, especially since I know it's just got all the Firefly people in it. Um, uh, uh, wrong way around. ODST's got the Firefly people in it. Oh, shit. Damn it. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, they put uh, the cast of Firefly in the noir game. <laughs> the one thing uh, that I know, the one thing that's interesting knowing about ODST's reputation is like that's the one with all the jazzy music in it. Halo 1 ha is just wall-to-wall -wall weird, like, noodly, jazzy kind of music. And I had always been sold Halo on the big bombastic military theme and the oh chanting no. bullshit. It's I was weird. totally taken off guard by, like, the interesting, low-key, like, you know, late 90s Muzaki qualities of Halo. And I mean that in the best way possible. A lot of the Halo score is incredible. And the worst parts are the ones that people had showed me is, like, the main theme and the big bombastic military theme. Don't, don't give a shit about either of those. You didn't even like the da it's just very generic to me compared to like it's just every video game score, right? That's fair. Uh, I I mean, Halo's good because it's fucking weird. The score's weird. The yes. it's just weird. He's like doing weird new agey bullshit, putting like strange like ten different toms in the drum beat for no reason. Yeah. The, like the 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 tone of the tone of Halo's soundtrack in a lot of the levels is like, what if Mist was an action game? Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just kind of like that mid-90s, like, synth percussion. I think of it as extremely like a CD-ROM style soundtrack in a way that is, like, really cool. Uh, I, I really liked it, but I was surprised because I'd never heard most of it before. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think all of the um, Halo Bungie soundtracks are incredible. Uh, Marty O'Donnell seems like a bad person, but a great composer. Um Yeah. There's, a there's, there's many very red flag uh, bits in that oral history. I think my favorite is the one where everyone else being kids with a game to ship and not like and scared about the world are just in work. And Marty calls them up and is like, what are you all doing at work in 9-11? <laughs> yes. It's very funny. Yes. Uh, so he is a... Uh, 
obnoxious conservative guy and there's been like bad posts from him in, in the last few years but he hasn't done anything since Bungie fired him uh, or Activision fired him because he ma- he made like a here's my epic orchestra uh, orchestral like symphony to unfold in movements over the nine years of of destiny and Activision were like no 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 nah. no thanks yeah um but all of his Halo uh, Halo stuff rocks um yeah and will continue to going forward. We have a bunch of emails. Uh, I will not be reading out all of them. Many of them are about Halo as a whole. Uh, I will hold on to your emails and ask them at the appropriate times. Yeah. Uh, but our first hey, If email- you want to send emails uh, before you get into that, you can send them to podcast at abnormalmapping.com about anything, really. We just like questions. Send us questions about any video game. Yeah, if someone just asks us random video game questions, that'd be great. I'd love that. Yeah. We'd answer them at the end of the episode and we'd be stoked to. Yeah. Uh, Okay, uh, so our first email comes in from Autumn, uh, who asks, I am curious if you had thoughts on how the Halo art style has evolved over the years. I know this is a technically about future stuff, but I wanted to mention this anyway. Uh, uh, played the Master Chief Collection for three hours once, and thought the button where you could flip between old and new graphics was rad. Uh, I forgot we hadn't mentioned this, yes. We hadn't mentioned uh, it, yes. Um, uh, I thought the newest graphics were okay, but loved how it looked back in 2003. I prefer to play in that mode. Uh, also, what's your favorite gun and why is it the pistol? It's the shotgun. It's the shot. It's the, not the pistol. It's the shotgun. I, I think I really like the rocket launcher. I think it's a good rocket launcher. It is a good rocket launcher. Now that feels weighty. Yeah. It also the explosion radius is way higher than you'd ever make it in a modern game. That yes. thing just does incredible damage. Yes. Um, anyway, um, so me and Jackson played this game, like every new area going on time to make it look bad, uh, and hit the make it look bad button. And by that, I mean the 2011 version because the 2011 version is fucking terrible. It's awful. And this was like famously Uh, awful. The two remaster, uh, does not take like, is much more just a, uh, we remade the same art style in better graphics. Um, yes better graphics i still prefer the old one but it's not as like there's big departures and choices made in the 2011 version of halo yeah um like it is it is everything feels even more like the environments are made out of like repeated tiled textures in the 2011 version because every individual unit is more detailed so every panel looks like someone took a lot of effort to make it look good failed at that but also then stamped it 800 (laughs) times um (laughs) 
because it's just everything's busy um the lighting is just cranked up way too high on everything so all of the like dark mysterious areas are just clearly rendered and given way too many textures there's no sense of scale anymore um all the skyboxes are like busy and bad and like very thoughtlessly recreated with like clouds obscuring the halo arcing up into the sky and i get why you do that but it really ruins the effect of being on the halo um grass just has like the like 2d grass texture that sticks out of the ground applied liberally over everything um areas where the trees are all supposed to be burned down and like wrecked are just normal trees in the remake because they only made one type of tree so they had to keep using that tree even when it wasn't appropriate for the level it's just fucking bad yeah it looks bad yeah the only thing that like clearly looks all right is the like enemy designs for like the grunts because i assume they just pulled those out of like halo 3 or something uh out of halo 4 okay yeah, um some of the the like grunts have um slightly more like developed like the different types of grunts have different types of like the higher the you know i what's the word for it the bits on their chests like yeah, like armor. the backpacks are really the different. Backpacks, like some of yeah. them, some of them have like a big like you know triangle wedge. Some of them have like little look like jetpacks almost, and like that part's cool. Like seeing like where they take the designs of those characters, but the environments are really terrible. Cannot emphasize enough how bad I think all, all of it looks in the the new version. Uh, like the the original version is not like you know it's old. It's an old game, but it looks great. It's fine. Yeah, and. The PC version makes a lot of ruin, like it does ruin the aesthetic in parts, but it still looks fine. Um, yeah. You didn't know, even though I every time we came to a checkpoint, it didn't like pop in the nice letterboxing effect for the yeah, cinematic. No, like, I, I, like, I understood Whoa! because I, I'd seen that happen because that stuff still works in the the 2011 yes. version. Yes. But like one of the biggest uh, like obvious they fucked this up ones is the big uh, Covenant spaceship that you like engage with multiple times. In the original, the bottom half of it is just like this black texture with like some nebulous like amber lights, and it just looks like you're looking up into like the void. It's very interesting and weird. And then when you when you turn it to the 2011 mode, it's just a Mass Effect ship with a giant tractor beam on the bottom. It's just like everything is incredibly detailed. Everything is at the same level of resolution and brightness, uh, and it just crushes the mystery out of the game. Yeah, it's it's a real bummer. Like the co- that Covenant ship looking like a weird unknowable blob in the sky is excellent. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that there's none of that because at that point, like, everyone knows what multiple di- it's this class of Covenant cruiser that does this and the lore and et cetera, et cetera. And it's just not as cool. Okay, uh, next email uh, comes in from Alex. It says, Phil came through and we can finally play Halo on PC. Phil's still a bit on notice. Like I said, the game's fucked. Uh, there's a lot of bugs. Uh, it was fine, um, but it could have been a lot better. So, despite having one job, and that job is to put out Halo, uh, they have been failing at this job for multiple years. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, depending on how you feel about three four three, they have been failing for over a decade at this point. Oh, I I feel bad about three four three. I hate to be just a normie gamer, but it's true. They're bad at this. Um, let me see the rest of the email. It's a bit long. I'm just gonna skip through it. Yeah, no other shooter catch my imagination at the time. Quite like it. Replaying it now is fun, but I see the seams more. Sections of the Pillar of Autumn are annoying. You never feel like you're on a spaceship. It's just a maze of hallways with occasional windows. Uh, I disagree. I think the spaceship's pretty cool. I really like the Pillar of Autumn. I think I think the like hangar areas are neat, and like going through the uh, the like 
galley like the cafeteria is pretty cool but i i genuinely agree so much of it it feels like because the game is also just endless corridors so you getting into endless corridors that have a slightly different art style because they are not the forerunner ones that you've been going through or whatever on the halo uh does not like make it better okay uh as much as i love the ending of the game why does a big flying box uh have have rolling hills for an access corridor that that is that's fair what the hell yes. is going on with the final run of the in the end of that game uh vehicle control is bad even if it is enjoyably bad i disagree the warthog's good everyone shut up i like the warthog controls they're good it's idiosyncratic i would be a hypocrite if i said it was bad because i really like the mako and mass effect one so um it seems like a thing you'd get used to and it'd be fun to use it's definitely weird because I played Halo as a kid, it was actually really good for me because, like, I was terrible at first-person games before this. I tried a couple on PC. I could never get mouse movement right. Um, the one shooter I had played, which was Jedi Outcast, I'd had to switch to third-person control, even though third-person's bad in that game and the, like, um, the reticule moves, like, around the screen. It doesn't stick to the center uh, because it's a weird old game. Uh, and then oh, playing yeah. playing Halo like really cemented like oh no I can I can work out how all these controls work and figure them out properly uh, so it just felt very smart and um, legible to me as a child who had not played enough video games to have video game controls burned into my brain yeah Metroid Prime has the movable reticle also mm-hmm. but Metroid Prime is also a, a game about standing still and circle yeah, straight, yeah. like going into locker like, mode it- yeah, it has a, it has like normally you just kind of, it's dead center, but then you like plant your feet and can look around and stuff. And that's when the reticle moves. Cause I know Metro Prime is like basically a single stick game. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I've, I could be wrong. It's been a while since I played it, but I'm pretty sure the C stick is just a selection stick in that game. So yes. Uh, so that's like different and goodness. It's not like how, like, Jedi Outcast is just a normal shooter, but it doesn't stick to the center and it feels weird. And I was too young to work out the controls in that game. Um, yeah. And um, I, I think the controls in Halo are good, especially if you haven't played a video game before in the way that, like, playing a video game now, it just assumes you've played, like, a decade of video games already. Impossible to get into. Uh, the, the funny thing, though, is because we were playing co-op, I, we, we didn't get a tutorial. Jackson had to walk me through, like, this is where you look at the lights to look out there. I'm like, <laughs> yes. okay, sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, some of the combat encounters are unfair. And we'll check what you're in kill states if you're not careful. That's true. That never happened to us. But that can Oh, happen. really? Yep. Uh, then very rarely it's only if you fucked up that can happen okay but that might happen Ah, it won't happen to us it, it happens more in single player when checkpoints are your only way of coming back okay uh, but spawning on other like when you can spawn on your friend like it doesn't really make a difference okay um this game is extremely post 9-11 militaristic bullshit and also hella racist uh i don't think that's true because uh it was came out in november this was this is a pre-9-11 game november yeah, no, is not post 9-11 about this game it just the secret is that uh people want to make you think that after 9-11 the united states got worse the united states was always bad they just went more mask off about it yeah, I, I do think this game has like a, some like frustrating racist stuff. Like it is a game, but being the cool oh, yes. soldier, uh, for sure. But I, I, I don't. We'll talk, think... we'll talk about this more when we get to the Arbiter, who was originally yes. like they had to change the name of the Arbiter because it was, <laughs> it was like all of the Covenant stuff was like supposed to be Islam, and then they realized they couldn't do that <laughs> anymore. It, it's very weird because the Covenant are they're not they they are not Islam. They're definitely not Islam. <laughs> like it's weird that like i get it they definitely like lean into that sometimes in frustrating ways uh but they way more come off as like the fake catholic church uh mm-hmm. than they do 
here's the stand-in for the terrorists over there with their Islam. But um Yeah, but originally he was like the Dervish, which is the like Dervish, you yes. Know, yeah. yes. And everyone had to be like, No, get get Keith David back in the booth. which is very funny uh arbit is a cooler name for like the way they do it as like a generic cool guy name you can't just you can't just take that uh but it is nice to know um the i do i would say that is a nice very one-to-one case of a western studio treating like religious iconography in the same way every jrpg does yeah um because uh you know, that's how it goes there. Often that's just with Christianity stuff, though. I should play Xenosaga one of these days. I don't have a 70 hours to spare. Anyway. Uh, uh, everything in this first entry is uh, coloured by the knowledge it devolves into ancient alien bullshit. That's not really true. Uh, the ancient alien bullshit's already there. I mean, you're you're on a forerunner base the entire game, basically. <laughs> yeah. The game's about ancient aliens. It always was. Um things that worked in the early 2000s still work though it has a great character and a nice color palette especially once you get off the human ship it uh, feels good to scavenge your weapons across the battlefield the first flood level is atmospheric and unsettling the last level where you break the reactor and do the big run down the needle, needle of the ship uh is incredible and i feel like the rest of the series has tried desperately to recapture it um and then they make the incredible cool shot for that sequel bait <laughs> Uh, Mass Effect just stole the destroy all higher life to protect the galaxy thing wholesale. Yeah, I mean, Mass Effect ripped off a lot of things. Um, but yes, there's a lot of Halo in Mass Effect. Uh, I suppose you should ask some questions, so here's a few. M, how do you find Halo now you've played it? Are you looking forward to playing the rest of the series? Yeah, I I think I enjoyed this first one less than I was expecting, um, but had a great time because, you know, it's nice to play with your friends. And I, I feel like it revealed a lot of game history that I didn't realize I was missing in a way that is like, you know, good to do for abnormal mapping. Um, I'd always meant to get around to it. Glad I had. I'm really excited for the sequels because I think a lot of things I particularly didn't like about playing Halo will be uh, like shaken out over time. Mm-hmm. But we'll see, I guess. Uh, asked, uh, they asked me how the game holds up for me. Well, uh, I know Halo One was never my favorite one, but I think it's like paced really well in the early goings. I've played the first. Yes, the, the part that was really funny is about halfway into the game, Jackson stopped knowing where to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I've I've played up to the like up to the flood level about infinite times at this point. Like I've uh, I've played the Pillar of Autumn level basically 300 times over the course of my life i know every single thing about the level but yeah at some point i do fall off and then i come back in again because i've clearly just loaded up the last level and done the final run a few times mm-hmm. um, but yeah the middle there i definitely drop off of knowing where to go um did either of you ever read the halo books and if you did on a scale of one to ten how fascist did you find them well you didn't obviously no 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 not going to either I have read three halo books i read the first three the the trilogy of halo books that were out before halo 2 um and i read uh the the first one's called full of reach and i like that one quite a bit uh this third one's called first strike which is like a bridge between two and uh between one and two and i I like that one as well they're both the same author um the middle book which is about halo is terrible awful like a novelization of halo i don't know why you would do that but it's it's bad it's very the chief walked to the left and picked up some stuff it's really bad um Um, do i need to read that fall of reach before we play halo reach in fact no absolutely not it goes out of its way to never mention it because bungie have a beef with the microsoft law 
Oh yeah, of course they do. Because the, so- the thing, the thing about reading that oral history is, Bungie seem like the most like snooty teens possible throughout yes. their history of Halo. Uh, it's just like every single like bit of uh, '80s Gynax quotes are just them. Yes, yes. Uh, sometimes you get some talented kids coming into an industry and they're all awful and they make some fun stuff but god i hate them just based on how they talk about things yes anti the young geniuses who think they can like know the world uh never a good look be a john romero not a john carmack that is just a saying in life that is true yeah Let it let that go to your heart. Uh, how fascist they are is weird because I do think they are fascists in that they don't understand. But it's strange how in my memory of them, and I thought this at the time. Like I did not have a stringent ideology then. I was a teenager, uh, but at the time I remember thinking, "Oh, the Master Chief is mistreated by the bad system, um, and all the Spartans need to escape that they're they're like weird imprisonment." So even though the the books, I'm sure if I went back, they would be pretty bad. I like came away with more of a feeling I would like today, I guess, when I look at this kind of stuff, which I find interesting because I, I wasn't at that level, but I definitely uh, did not like support the UNSC or the weird wars in those uh, books, even though I having like picked up the first, like I've looked at that book and I've scrolled through the first chapters and it is definitely way more. Yeah, this is just cool military stuff. Uh it's strange, but that was how I reacted to it at the time, so. Alright. Let's go through the next one. Uh, can I read this? Have to check each one to make sure that there's no emails. Um, okay, this one's uh, from Sean. Uh, mentioned uh, how the multiplayer was cool, the split screen was cool, and screen watching is the devil. Was, yeah, no, that's, that's some Halo stuff. I guess that's GoldenEye for you, the generation yep. gap. Hundreds of hours of GoldenEye. Uh, God, I bet. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand the people who read all those generic books about the story or even cared what happened to these characters. What about these characters is interesting enough to give a shit about? I mean, in this game, nothing. Yeah, I, not a thing. Um, and the main question of this is about like future stuff about the Master Chief and the Flood. Uh, yeah, we'll, don't I'll, know. Put, I'll put this one. Put this one in a little in a little jar. I don't even know how you can ask a question about the Flood. They don't have a personality. They're just the Flood. Um, space yeah, zombies. Space zombies. Yep. Um, which one? This one is uh, from Thomas. Uh, that says, I was struck by how much combat evolved into horror elements. Um, even in parts that aren't meant to be the scary bits, I found myself generally creeped out because of the lighting, score, level design, etc. Did you see it the same way? Do you think it worked in the same f- in the game's favor? We mentioned this a bit, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, I, I wish they'd lean to it a little more, honestly, but I understand that's really not what Halo's about. Um, but I like horror more than I like hoorah military stuff, so I'm always... like The part where it was starting to get a little tense and weird, I was like, man, this is good. Give me more of this. Yep. Uh, I do think that the like the atmosphere of these early levels is really good. Like when you get into the that weird huge foreigner cavern that's mostly just dark, it's so good. Yeah. Um uh our friend Will asks, is Master Chief a better version of the quiet tough guy than most or do I just ha- like Halo more? <laughs> yeah, you like Halo more. There's nothing about him that like is different than those other guys. Um yeah, who I, I, yeah, 
Because he's definitely of a type of these like cool guy video game action heroes. Yep. I uh, of of this type, I think the one I like the most is probably like BJ and the f- new the first new Wolfenstein. I thought he was really good. I hadn't played the sequel yet. Um, you know, Nathan Drake sucks. Joel sucks on purpose. Nathan Drake kind of sucks on purpose too. By the time you get done with that series, um, I can't like soap. Nobody gives a fuck about soap. Get out of my podcast if you care about soap. <laughs> I don't care about soap. I, the only Modern Warfare character anyone cares about is Price. I feel like. Yeah. Um. But whatever. Modern Warfare is also weird. Yeah. Doom guy sucks. All the stuff they added Doom guy makes him oh, way worse. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. It's just the straight like. We mentioned this earlier, but you know the the guy like this for me, I guess, is Solid Snake. But that's because he's not this and has an actual character. <laughs> yes. So yeah. I, yeah, it's just a bad mold. Um, like, does Marcus Phoenix have a personality, or is he just? Oh, come on! Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, know, I didn't play Gears of War. I tried, and I think that game sucks. So you know what are you gonna do? Yeah, Dom shoots his wife at one point, and it's all very sad. Yeah. What's the What's the guy's name from Titanfall? Jack O'Connor is that his name? <laughs> The second name, I guess, for the Assassin's Creed Rogue, Cormac McShay, or whatever the fuck. Um, I think I'm not wrong. Jack Cooper, not Jack, Jack O'Connor. Cooper. Jack Cooper, whatever. I knew it was Jack. Yes. Jack O'Connor would be a way better name. No. Uh, got like four more emails, all of them about the religious overtones. So I'm saving them for when we have the game with plot. Uh, there is. There's no religious overtones to Halo One other than the Covenant think that the halo is holy i guess and it's called a halo which i guess is like on the face of it religious but i don't think of like a ring as necessarily religious even if it's called a halo it's just a halo you put a halo on when you go drive an f1 car like it doesn't mean anything it just means a ring around someone's head yep uh the covenant like do lean in because they're they're called the covenant so they do like lean into some religious stuff but in this game it's all service level iconography they do not define that so i'm Putting all those questions in a bucket, and we'll pick them the up ac- next time. The actual thing that I think of when people talk about, like, oh, Halo, that's that's like an important term, right? And I'm like, oh, yes, the world's first Halo jump. Which <laughs> Master Chief does not do a Halo jump in Halo. Deeply disappointed. Uh, you'll get that. Good. Good. Wait, they no, better. They're, they're, the ODSTs are the orbital drop shock, drop shock troopers. They are doing the world's first Halo jumps all the time. Yeah, fuck yeah. Though it's like 2552 in Halo, so uh, Halo jumps have happened for hundreds of years at this point. So The world's first Halo jump. Yes. <laughs> it's a really good game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Metal Gear has come up so many times in this one. Um, so the only questions left are a bunch of questions from Tron. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, let me see which ones haven't we already covered, because uh, there's a lot here. I'm going to take my pick. Uh, what's the coolest sounding gun in the game? <laughs> Ooh, the Needler. Oh, the Needler's good. I don't actually like using the Needler, but everything about the Needler is cool as shit. What's your thoughts on only having two weapons in the game? It doesn't even register me now, because that's just video games to me, but at the time that was a huge deal. I think it's fine. I think that Halo... Like, if you had six guns, Halo would be hilarious. Uh, It wouldn't (laughs) work at all. No. Um, The Master Chief just swapped between his shotgun and his plasma rifle and his rocket launcher at whim. Like, this game is already, like, the way we played it, kind of just you stomping through a bunch of aliens, but it'd be even more that. It'd just be Serious Sam at some point. (laughs) Um... Uh, I think I think it, it's clearly balanced for that. I think it works. The the part where you like, as the game goes on, there's bits where you just run out of ammo and you're like, shit, I need to throw away my gun and get this weird laser weapon I don't like as much. I think that's good. 
yeah me too i think that the like the way you switch between weapons is good i think that this game handles it badly question mark in the one of your guns 100 percent of the time is going to be the assault rifle it does like average damage on everything it is the gun they expect you to have and it has 600 bullets yeah there's like especially with the flood there's no reason to not have it because everything else is a waste of ammo on the flood yeah when there's flood you want to have a uh, want to have a assault rifle and a shotgun uh, when yeah. there's covenant you want to have an assault rifle and probably an energy weapon like a needler or a, uh, a plasma rifle and yeah. or another shotgun i guess because the shotgun's always good um shotgun's always good the sniper rifle is bad in the single player campaign it like works in multiplayer but i there's very little use for it in the campaign apart from the like yes there's so little use to it that they have to make custom sections to force you to go like here it'll be useful now uh here's um, a fun thing the first time we had sniper rifles uh there's this bit where you're supposed to snipe these guys uh and so uh, jackson's like you want to take point i'm like fuck yeah i love the bit where you snipe guys so i pull up i get my sniper rifle out and then i i look down at the covenant in like a big camp below us and i do the obvious thing which is left trigger to go right trigger but left trigger in this game is toss a grenade the way we have it set up so all i do is blow our entire cover by tossing a grenade down into the covenant. <laughs> incredible <laughs> genuinely fantastic yeah it was good um what is your favorite ship name in the game uh pillar of autumn fucking cool name pillar of autumn's a cool name um Truth and Reconciliation is a weird name for a Covenant ship because it's like a very specific reference to like a real thing. Yes. Um, but don't, like the game's not about that. They've just picked the name because it's cool. Yes. Um, I think my, I mean, my favorite ship name is to come and is the Ian Amber Clad. That's cool. Fucking cool ship name. Yeah. Uh, I think the ship in Halo 4 should let you know when Bungie leaves the room is called the UNSC Infinity. So, fuck off, are you kidding off? me? I, no, it's legitimately called the UNSC Infinity. Who who was in the room when that was decided and said that was okay? They all should be fired. Uh, yeah, and that, that's this will explain why every Halo fan has been so sad for a full decade now. It's been nothing but this. Yeah, the UNSC Infinity. These, these names are bad. These names are bad. Is it, is it at least on purpose that it's named differently? Something like, ah, oh, they started naming the ships like shit. Clearly UNSC is going to hell. Uh, no, uh, because there's also a UNSC uh, Vociferous. Fuck off. This is uh, hell. From the Halo 4 lore. Uh, like, they just... They, they have let, lost all the cool evocative names. Uh, I w if someone could do this, because I can't look up and I can't tell wh what was named when, if someone could hook me up with a list of ship names, and if you can tell me when they were introduced, like, you know, I want a split between Bungie-era ship names and 343-era uh, three three ship names, that'll be great. Uh, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's it. Uh, we covered all the other stuff for, from Trump, because we, we did our jobs. Oh, no, wait, one more, one more, one more, one more. One more. We'll do this last one. What are your thoughts on this game having more similarities to Doom design-wise than more contemporary shooters like Half-Life? Do you think that's true? No. I don't think that's no. true. No. There's not... There's... Uh, 
there's not a, enough projectile avoidance as like, cause the thing with Doom is like so many of the enemies have weapons that you are dodging around cause they're shooting fireballs. Um, and that's just not what Halo is about in the same way. Um, it's not about exploring. There's very little, like, there's no secret tucked, secrets tucked away in Halo. Like maybe there are, we didn't, I didn't find any. You're not rewarded from like exhaustively exploring an area. In fact, given the size of the areas, that seems like hell. Uh, <laughs> It's just not that game. I think I think it very much reads like modern games. And like the thing I think of most when I think about like playing through Halo is I, I kind of think of like the Uncharted's of the world. I think of like the action, yeah. like the cinematic action games. That's what the Halo's legacy is. It's absolutely one of those. I think it like has more in common with Half Life because while it doesn't have the like intensity of focus that Half Life yeah. does in its uh, in its like whole thing, it is also yeah. a game about you are in a room. You fight yeah. some enemies, you go through to place to a new room where there are more enemies, and then you fight them. Whereas Doom, the like the fact that a level is a contiguous space to be explored is like key to this moment-to-moment way that Doom is experienced, and there's none of that in Halo. Yeah. Um, even if you could argue that the like uh f- the combat encounters are more uh, open and Doom-esque than Half-Life's very just shoot the guy with the assault rifle and there's three guys. Yeah. Um, but I there's no shooter as good as Doom. Uh, nothing comes close. Nothing ever will. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. That's the emails we got. Yeah, we got loads about just Halo lore and the all the religious stuff. But none of this. You game. gotta wait till we get to a game that has that stuff. Sorry. Yep. Um. All right. Well then. That's it for this uh, month. Next month, we are playing Kentucky Route Zero. Please, you know, send in emails, obviously. Podcastabnormalmapping.com. We'll be playing the entire package as released, you know, when they put it together in the TV edition or whatever. So that's the full game plus all of its uh, interludes. I think that's what they ended up calling those. Yes. Um, So look forward to that. I'm excited to play it. Um, And that's everything. Jackson Plugs. You can find me at headfulsoff on twitter.com. You can find the podcast we do at abnormalmapping.com. There's loads there. They are all cool. Uh, we're doing repertory screenings every two weeks. That is a movie podcast. If you like movies, you should listen to it. It's good. Um, yeah, we had an episode earlier this week on uh, His Motorbike, Her Island, which I've watched two-thirds of. Uh, <laughs> it's the time of this recording. Seems pretty good. So Yeah. I'm going to go watch it. Well, we've got another podcast to do today, but I'll watch it this evening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. Uh, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash normal mapping. For $1 a month, you get our most popular show, The Great Gundam Project, where me and Jackson watch Gundam two episodes a week. We are just starting this week a Gundam wing. Uh, we had Austin on, uh, who was, you know, on the Final Fantasy VII episode to talk about Gundam wing episodes one and two. We'll be continuing on watching wing, watching space runaway Ideon. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, all our prior seasons are there. It's it's, it's been a whole adventure. Most of them are very good. Gundam's great. Uh, at higher tiers, you can get writing from me and Jackson, or Jackson's going to write that letter about Silent Remake. You get extra podcasts, a VoIP life where I am recounting my Animal Crossing adventures, and we usually talk about video game bullshit. It's, if you want us to talk about, like, something more topical or random about video games you want us to read off news about e3 in 2015 we did that last <laughs> time <laughs> yeah we did um i have a recommendation to make for all the people who uh, emailed in about the like halo and space religion and um everything yeah uh every single one of you i don't care if you watch anime or not uh should uh close this podcast uh, subscribe to High Dive and watch Armored Armad- and watch Armored yeah. Trooper Bottoms. 
Yeah. Uh, um, Hell yeah! If you want if you want a, a soldier who gets shit done uh, fighting against the throes of religion in space, that that's the one. Shit, yeah, it's the best like, anime you could possibly put in your brain. I, I didn't realize until this moment that Vodums and Halo could line up that perfectly, but they really do. You should watch Vodums. Yeah, um, man, Vodums is good. Yeah, Vodums is good. All right, uh, that's it for everything. Uh, thanks again. Tell your friends. Obviously, this podcast uh, only gets around from word of mouth. I think we've been putting out really good episodes this year, so hopefully that'll continue and uh, let people know that we talk well about Halo, Final Fantasy, all sorts of things. And we'll be back next time with uh, sad meditations on uh, decrepit America. <laughs> and also Kentucky Route Zero. <laughs> yes. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs>